And this isn't exactly a podcast episode. No, this isn't. This is a special feature. This is for... um, This is the Wonder Boys Does Star Wars. This will be our spoiler-filled endeavor for Star Wars The Last Jedi. We just saw it on opening night. December 14th. Force Awakens. It is the 14th. Last Jedi. It is the 14th. It's only officially released the 15th, so we technically saw it early. Fuck it! Um, Yeah, there was this little video at the beginning of our IMAX showing that says, you guys are the mega fans because you're here on opening night, and this is like a a special thing that we did for you. And they actually showed a cool little feature on John Williams and the music of Star Wars. That's right. which, which no was, one else will get to see cool until you, the DVD release. Yeah, you got to... Obviously, there's interviews with the director and John Williams himself. But then it, it's also showing recording sessions from the original Star Wars. Yeah. It shows <laughs> him com- like um, conducting the London, London Symphony Orchestra mm-hmm. as they perform the original Star Wars score. Which yeah. Like, what the... This is fucking cool. Um, what they get to notice about that, though? His hairstyle didn't change. Just the color guy of his was hair. Like, yeah, the poor guy <laughs> was balding I already know. back then. Poor and guy. The, even his turtleneck is the same. He's <laughs> got the same black turtleneck. That's the only thing that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> he just changed his glasses because maybe yeah. he has a stronger prescription. Maybe. Um, but yeah, really he, he wears the same black turtleneck. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, because of that featurette and watching, because we got to see that before The Force Awakens, uh, I actually paid a whole lot more attention to the music in Force Awakens and right. started to listen. Usually I'm more like, a person who watches the movie the first time I'm like oh the music was good I enjoyed there was parts where it was up and I enjoyed the music but I'm not really paying attention so this time I paid attention yeah because of that um, little featurette because of the featurette and uh, all the little subtleties in it and stuff Um, yeah and he even dropped a hint in this little interview he's like there would be a couple returning tunes that people will recognize but Mm -hmm. I won't I won't spoil it I'll leave it for the fans to hear and then I actually did hear it and I told you guys afterwards yeah Um, but we'll get to that uh, when we actually get to the the point in uh, our review, or yeah. our spoilerific review, I'll Spoiler-ific. talk about Spoilerific. But so basically, the movie starts out in space, like it always does. In space. The little t- text crawl is starts yeah. with the first order reigns. It was basically. a very very short text crawl. Very that was about short. The same same length as they all are. I think we should do a word count on that because it, it felt. All right, settle down, bad it's boy. It's three paragraphs. Like they all, most of them are three paragraphs. Yeah. But I felt this was very short. Be- well, again, same. The difference between this and most Star Wars films. There's no time between films. Yeah. Like generally in the first trilogy, in the original trilogy, it's like it's years. Two years. Yeah, there's two years, years in the before. first one and then three years in the second one. Yeah, so in this one, there's like no jump in time. Yeah, it's basically... There's no jump in time. right off. So I think that's why the text call, like, we don't have to explain much, but yeah, here's some stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was that was the text crawl was fine for me. I mean, they've always got to keep it fairly simplistic. Yeah, because you're having all ages watch this; they all need to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to give too much away in the text crawl. So basically, right. it's just saying this is what's happening. Uh, yeah, the first first order is basically rapidly expanding. They've they're basically winning. just they've taken out the Republic military, so now they're unopposed. They can just do what they want. Yeah, um, and they do do that. Do do he poop. Uh, but yeah, then it starts out. You kind of do this this cool zooming thing on yeah, that was very the Resistance neat. fleet, and it keeps zooming, zooms past all these transport ships, and then goes to the planet. That's mm. one thing I didn't like about the intro, because kind of goes like they all start in space, it skips, and the space it just kind of like it was like skipping the space just to get to the the ground. And I'm gonna be lady. honest with you, the acting. Okay, so the, the, it's like three lines of dialogue 
on the planet on the first three lines of the movie suck that girl you know who that girl is who is it it's crayfish's daughter she sucked yeah she's not the best it was awful it was delivered oh no we have to get everybody on the transports and leave guys make it happen i bet the director was like oh i don't fucking believe this this is awful do it again, please. Yeah. It's like, what? It was good, right? No, can't that recast was it. fucking awful. This is literally Carrie Fisher's daughter. Um, yeah, that uh, was that part it, was... It, it took me out of it. I was like, the movie's just starting. I'm like, fuck, I'm fired up. I'm yeah. so fired up. And then the, that delivered, her delivering her dialogue, I'm like, that was awful. Shit. <laughs> yeah, shit. That was super awful. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it got like immediately better after that because Poe Dameron comes in with his yeah. big dick and starts swinging it. Oh, man. I fucking love that. Dude, the, the dick swinging was in full effect. When he's sitting there in front of the, he's like, I'm out here. I'm like, man, where's the rest of his squadron? Like, I'm stoked. They're like, it's a single small fighter. Single. Oh, it's Poe. It's, it's Poe. Yeah, it's fucking Poe Yeah, Dameron. you're fucking right. It's Poe. Um, and he's sitting there and he's got this He's got his X-Wing and he's got a big old booster juice on the back of yeah. it. Nitrous. Uh, nitrous on that bed. He's got two nitruses. Yeah, that was oh, that was so well done. There was comedy in it. He's The way he just, he's like, yeah, I'm still holding for Hoss. Good beeps. Good beeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good this, beeps it opens good beeps. with this comedy and this fucking, it's exactly the same thing he did in The Force Awakens where yeah. he, just, he just opens up and he's just fucking with the bad guys because he is <laughs> do I, shoot do from I the hip. Kind of, yeah, I don't give exactly. a shit. Well, what is, what is the bold, what's, what's that admiral? What does she call him? Flyboy. Flyboy, yeah. yeah. She's like, I've, I've met Flyboy. It's like Flyboy. Maverick from Top Gun. Exactly. He's, he's basically like, the same. It's like we He's were a hotshot pilot. They're all like that, apparently. Inverted. <laughs> Inverted. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he just fucks... He continues to fuck shit up. Yeah. And, but then there's like this big battle. All these resistance bombers trying to take out this massive destroyer. Fucking devastating. Um, And a lot, and they all die. And, yeah. And it's like... It's kind of sad. And They do all die, but they kind of get their last bomb yeah. off. They destroy this dreadnought. And you're they like... Achieve their goal. Yay! And then they jump to light speed. And they get out of light speed. And the resistance is there again with another fucking dreadnought. Not the resistance. It's the first oh, order. Oh, sorry. The first order is there. Come on, boy. Sorry. I'm jumbling my words now. Come on, boy. Um, the first order shows up, and the dreadnought's dead. But this time we brought Snoke's dreadnought. Yeah, uh, which fuck. is a fucking huge ship, which is a massive ship. So, yeah, that's what well, we talked about this in our spoiler-free um, review, which you can check out as well. If you, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not as much fun as this one because we go into super depth. Oh, big time! But this impending doom starts right then. So you're like, man, they escaped! Yay! Oh shit! They got bigger yeah. guns. Oh crap! The doom is on again. Okay, they'll escape again. They're like, we can't jump because of they're tracking us. Obviously, they'll find us again. Like, why? They just track us through light speed. Shit! Oh damn! Where are we gonna go? Let's go that way. Yeah, let's just drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, fuck. It was kind of cool. They kept that up for the whole movie too. This mm-hmm. this kind of chase where oh, we're running out of time. Like, I hope everyone is able to achieve the shit and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't get over Poe just fucking wrecking shit on his own. <laughs> he like he takes yeah. out like at least four or five TIE fighters as well while whilst, he's taking out all the ex- turrets. I was going to say while he's taking out the turrets. So what is happening? Why is this guy doing this? He's shooting down a... That was funny too. He even too. braces himself one time when he does a hard turn. Yeah. He braces himself on the side of his own ship and then does this hard turn so he can like readjust himself and just start fucking them again. He, uh, he puts, his, uh, puts his left hand out. He holds the dash because he's like, I'm going to make a hard left here fires up the left and he's like got it like ah yeah and that again i remember i remember the first time watching the force awakens how 
uh, Finn, when the resistance comes uh, and saves them from Maz's uh, compound when the first order's there, and Finn yells out, man, that's a damn good pilot. And it's literally Poe fucking up some serious I I amounts. one time. He shoots down like 12 TIE fighters. He shoots down 12 TIE fighters. He gets a couple of dudes on the ground. And yeah. this is all in one shot too. So that was props to J.J. Abrams and the yeah. crew there. Well done. They get it all in one shot. And it's like, and he's like, yeah. And the music during that scene is fucking So dope. sick. It's, it's yeah. the same theme they play when they escape the Star Destroyer at the beginning of the movie. Right. We're, we're talking about Force Awakens. Now. Let's talk about the last sorry, Jedi. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, but no, that, that's just a compliment to him being like, he is... The best pilot in the good. galaxy. But, but there's like a Poe Dameron comic, and you know why he's so good? Why? Because uh, he's a Skywalker. His, I knew it. Both of, no, both <laughs> his parents were pilots in the Rebel, Rebel Alliance, and they fought oh. at Endor. Oh, okay. Um, and then obviously they, they banged and made a little Poe. Mm-hmm. And apparently guy. they were gifted a force tree, which is a tree that's strong in the force, and they mm-hmm. planted it in their backyard. And oh. growing up around that force tree, Poe got a lot of energy from it obviously he's, he doesn't have the force powers but he's the force is on his fucking side mm-hmm. and that's why he's so good yeah um yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of canon stuff that refers to good pilots always tapping into that force because yeah. i mean if you can tap into a, a an ability essentially that gives you a bit of insight into what's about to happen you can almost next, predict what's happening yeah yeah you're gonna that's gonna make you good at anything right yeah and he is yeah he's stellar during that first set but again so we were talking about this in our uh spoiler free review that characters learn and build. And one of the things that Paul learns throughout the entire movie is to not always go guns a-blazing straight at yeah. the enemy. No, Don't go balls deep every time, baby. Exactly. I mean, he does... Um, and he even shows that he's learned that lesson when they're on the ski speeders. Exactly. He's he like, tells Finn to pull back. And Finn, Finn doesn't Finn's listen. Like, yeah, Finn's, Finn's like, like no. I want to be like Poe, and I'm going to be... Yeah. Um, well, he, I think he also... Because like, uh, he's Rose always called running. him a coward earlier. Yeah. And he's like, I've got something to prove. Yeah. That's, again, um, learning point for, for Finn is like, he's always running. You see that in Force Awakens. He always wants to run away. He always just... He's a runner. And then he turns and fights. And the one time he decides to turn and fight... the wrong him, fucking What time. an idiot. Just like, no. Yeah. Pick when to run, Finn. Kind of pick your moments, yeah. buddy. Don't always run. Um, but it kind of does... After that, it kind of goes... It switches back to Ray. Yeah. Um, after they kind of start their little escape. So the resistance is on their way. They're starting to escape. And this is where I started having issues. It was like, it was mm. really cool. Um, you know, Ray hands Luke Skywalker the lightsaber. And I didn't like this part. He just literally tosses it over his shoulder. And it, I, I, I like the sentiment behind it where it's like he wants nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it was done in a way where it's like it was done for comedy. But... I can tell almost immediately, like, if when I rewatch that, I'm just not going to like that part. Yeah. If he just, it would be better if he just, like, looked at her and then dropped the lightsaber where it was. Or, or just walked or away. Or she, like, hands it to him and he doesn't grab it. He doesn't, or he holds onto it yeah. and then hands it back to her. He's or just like, I don't, yeah. No, I, I don't agree want with him you. to toss it back. Because yeah. it kind of, obviously, it set up this joke with the porgs, uh, all like, looking at it, like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. But it, I felt like sometimes this this is an issue I had with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two as well. Mm-hmm. It would try and make a joke in a moment where it's like, this I, needs I don't to be need serious. a joke now. Yeah. You know what I need? I need characters to connect. I need characters yeah. to have these moments. Um, and you know that's it's not a big deal. I mean, I know, overall, but I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you because all of the I, you can blame maybe you can blame the Last Jedi's marketing for this and the Force Awakening's marketing. Is that Ray standing with her left hand out, holding Luke's uh, Luke and Anakin's lightsaber out to Luke? 
is in every fucking marketing piece of marketing they've ever done. Yeah. And okay, so this big moment built up to him tossing it over his shoulder. Yeah. It was like uh, there we I was uh, like there's different ways to communicate that he it, doesn't want any part of this anymore. He could have said I don't want any part of this. Yeah. And just like you said dropped it, giving it back, giving it I don't know. Yeah, you see if he like drops on the ground it just like lands on the ground with a thud and like the camera just sits on it like what the fuck? Like or, you don't expect Luke Skywalker to like reject yeah, this. Yeah. Um, or you see him walk to the edge and drop it off. I think that would have been better. Is like he walks to the edge. And yeah. Like, oh. and like his hands are shaking and yeah, he's, he's like, I don't want. He's this like, oh, he's gonna light it up and he's gonna be one with the Force again. And then he just drops off the edge and it's like a big shot where Luke is standing on the edge and you just see this tiny little thing fall down. Like that yeah. would have been more momentous. And you could still, all the stuff after it, all the well, parts and yeah. stuff. Don't even have to do it that big. Just like, yeah, don't yeah. toss it over your shoulder. Don't toss it over your shoulder. It's fucking annoying. It, it was done for comedy, and, and and I can see why they did it for comedy, is that they wanted to set up. It does communicate where his character's at. Exactly. He, does not, he, he doesn't want it. He is He doesn't done. want the responsibility. He doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. Because we find out, and it's not necessarily that he doesn't want to be a Jedi. He's literally there to die. Yeah, he, he says that. He, he says that. He's there to die. Hide it. He doesn't, he, he's obviously come to the come to terms with death and the fact that he wants to be yeah. dead and he he feels obviously a lot of grief and a lot of regret for what we find out later is Ben Solo but that moment yeah could have been handled a little bit better yeah. and then after yeah. that I thought it was kind of cool how Ray kind of shows her perseverance mm-hmm. and follows Luke through his daily life kind of always being there always like come on teach me come on help Please. us we yeah. need we need help yeah. And um <clears throat> the yeah, another thing I didn't like was him milking this fucking whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. I was like, again, kind of funny, but like you could have cut that out. You know, I think that was I would have been all right. Yeah, I, I can see why you're upset with that. Him like stabbing the fish and then carrying it back to his hut. Yeah, the guy's gotta eat. That's cool. Yeah. But him milking this fucking thing, I'm like, no. Again, don't that it. I think that was done to show where he slipped to. Yeah, he doesn't I, really care anymore. He's just like he slipped to loneliness and when people get lonely they do weird shit by themselves yeah and then other people get to see your weird shit by yourself and then you're, other people are like that's weird dude yeah that's weird and he's like no this is totally normal this is what I do every day yeah I milk these cow like things every day yeah but um, after that the movie kind of did get a lot better there's mm-hmm. this there's this moment where he uh, he kind of changes his mind he says, I'll show you the ways of the Jedi so that you'll realize why they're wrong. What changes his mind? I can't remember. There is something. Something, something. Dark he's, side. We do find out he's disconnected himself from the Force, but yeah, I don't think but that's But it's it. no, it's... She does something. Hmm. Doesn't she? I can't remember. Can't I remember. mean, there's a lot of information in this movie. There's a um, There's a lot of new shit that's introduced and a lot mm. of stuff that's... A lot of questions that are answered. So I guess we'll just skip time a little bit. To where obviously Finn's woken up, and he's going to try and find oh, no. Ray. His only mission is to find Ray. Find Ray, yeah. So he, oh no, wait, no, no, no. The bridge so he is wants, destroyed. Yeah, he wants to find Ray. The bridge is destroyed. Of the does he wake up flagship. before that? He, he does. does. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah. So he wakes up before that, and then he does. He try to escape. No, he. Um, what happens is Kylo Ren and a squad of fighters attack the oh, Resistance right. flagship and blow the and blow up the bridge. Yeah, and this was kind of weird because Leia's on the bridge and she gets sucked out into the vacuum. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, they just killed Leia in 
like three seconds of screen time. That's yeah. a little harsh. We're like, um, we know Carrie Fisher's dead, but yeah, Jesus, but that, that was like, ruthless. That was you kind of cut her out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but she has this weird, like this weird force moment. Which was both cool and fucking weird. Yeah, it was um, weird. Okay, it was weird. There's a lot of weird shit in this movie, and which I was like, I've seen a couple of the director's movies before, like obviously Looper and Brick. Have you ever seen Brick? I haven't seen Brick. Brick's fucking weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> and he hasn't done a lot of movies, but I've heard like all his movies are kind of weird. Yeah. He's just a weird guy. Um, so it's this thing where she he, uses the force. He's artistic. He uses the, she uses the force to pull herself back onto the bridge, mm-hmm. and then they pull her out of the airlock. And I was like, Really cool how she has that force potential. Obviously, she's a Skywalker. She's just as powerful as Luke is. That makes she's so never, much sense. She's just never tapped into it. And for her to like do that to save herself in the moment, I was like, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way it was done, I felt could have been different. It could have been just like, oh, the bridge caved in and she lifted something with the force to get it off her yeah. and then she crawled to safety. I feel like that would have been better. Um, but still a really cool moment for her character to kind of tap into the force. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody knows going to see this movie that Carrie Fisher's dead. So you're thinking, and you're thinking, oh, well, I mean, they're probably going to write her out of this movie because that'll be easier to do. No, she she died after they finished. I know, movie. I know, but again, they could have done reshoots and stuff, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the specifics. I don't follow it that much. But what I was thinking, I'll tell you what I was thinking during that moment was I was like, oh, this is how they write Carrie Fisher's yeah character out of it because they don't immediately resolve that storyline they cut to something else right and then they come back to leia in space yes and um yeah they cut to kylo being like i've done i've well, like he doesn't oh, yeah, they he have doesn't to, do he has deed. to like return back to the the flagship exactly he doesn't do the deed because he doesn't i don't think he wants to kill both his yeah. parents <laughs> and then his wingmen uh, kind of yeah, exactly the two tie fighters that he's right with um blow up the bridge because there's no shields. They flip their shields to rear deflectors because they're getting yeah. crushed by the also, star the fi- destroyers. Also, the fighters can fly underneath their shields because you notice the shield is oh, like outside I the see. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fighters can go underneath the shields and blow it up that way. Right, and that's why they have the cannons to shoot them. But yeah, yeah so the two the two TIE fighters do the, do the actual deed. Kill Admiral Akbar, which kind of... Yeah, huge bummer. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, um, well, we've already... We've already Admiral right. Akbar dies off screen. Well, kind of on screen, but like, unceremoniously <laughs> he just, just fucking like, yeah. eats the shit but honestly I didn't really expect him to be in episode 7 so when he was no. that was kind of cool yeah um, so I guess they kind of just they're clearing the decks for new characters which exactly I, I get exactly um, and I mean Admiral Akbar is not a huge character in the in the universe, Star Wars universe. Anyway. he's there because everybody made Ertra in the meme verse he's <laughs> yeah. in the TV show though the Clone I, Wars TV show and that's great and all <laughs> it's because of the meme verse it's it like is. how Boba Fett's some badass even though he's like five minutes of screen time then he gets killed yeah exactly um, but yeah so then obviously Leia's being carted off to the infirmary mm-hmm. and her little tracker for Rey falls off oh she pushes it off she does not she pushes it off yeah, whatever and Finn picks it up Finn picks it up uh, and then he decides to go find Rey because that's really all he cares about is this his only friend in in the galaxy is Rey yeah so he, he has to go help her uh, with whatever she needs so he tries to go help her and meets Rose Rose is like you're trying to desert so she fucking I love Rose by the way I think I she's too. a really cool character I think so I um, like Rose because of what we've seen Rose go through because her sister, her sister dies, dies is one of those um, and her sister doesn't even say anything in the movie no. but there's this emotional weight to her sacrifice yeah. in the beginning of the battles this emotional weight which I was thinking like back to Rogue One like it was sad when they were all dying at the end but like the way they kind of I don't know the way they kind of built up this this one character and this one little thing in the beginning of this movie it was really well very done well, very well exactly like she tries her best and then she fails and then she tries again and she succeeds like, yeah oh. she knows she's gonna die yeah, and she knows she's going to die, and then she just lets the bombs go, and then she just kind of like, like, I did it. 
I was like, oh, cool. And then her sister shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really cool uh, the way she's kind of altruistic and all believing in the resistance. And she's yeah. like, yeah, we need to fight these bad guys. So they get this little plan from Poe. We're going to have to skip some shit because otherwise we're going to be here forever. Um, yeah, so, let's skip it. So let's skip to... Yeah. Um, so she's carting him to the, the brig. She's taking him to the brig because uh, she's stunned. Yeah, Rose, Rose stuns him, that part. So now they, they come up with this... Yeah, like, I don't the, the plan and stuff to... I like the plan, but basically they have to come up with a plan to save the the fleet that that's unimportant like the they've come up with a plan to save yeah, the fleet they're running out of fuel what i do like yeah so the first this is the first concept i, I wanted to bring up was the first concept of fuel in this hmm. space travel that i've come across that i can remember yeah like otherwise it's like oh we'll jump to hyperspace oh we'll jump to hyperspace we'll just jump to hyperspace but we now learn in this movie that jumping to hyperspace takes fuel yeah um it's not just a magic button they can press and they jump to hyperspace mm-hmm. they only have a limited number of jumps before they have to refuel apparently right and I like that, that, that they have to do that because, yeah, I mean, the hyperdrive needs fuel, apparently. Well, like anything in the world needs fuel. It kind of applies to real world logic to I, this I agree, world. but it had never been brought up in the movies before, yeah. at least. Well, that's, uh, I think that's one of the things I really liked about The Last Jedi is that he introduces, the writer introduces a lot of new shit mm-hmm. um, to the Star Wars universe. He's not afraid to just be like, this is how things are in Star Wars now, you fucking bitches. Like, uh, galaxy-wide calling between Jedi, totally a thing now. Yeah. Like, we can just call each other whenever we want yeah. and talk to each other, like uh, Luke with Leia or Kylo with Rey. Yeah. Uh, they can just phone each other up. I was like, that's a really cool fucking idea. It is. And um, it makes total sense because they just literally tap yeah. the Force. Force is like, gotcha, bro. I mean, Roop. we've had like Obi-Wan telling Luke to use the Force, but that's like, it's different. He's one with the Force. He's a ghost. Mm-hmm. But we haven't had two he living people communicate with each yeah. other. And I feel like that's like a really cool new idea that's now been introduced into the main storyline yep. can be used in a whole bunch of other shit like RPGs or books or mo- or comic books or whatever. It adds, exactly, adds another element to the Jedi's power and people who are Force sensitive to Exactly, their their abilities. Um, let's jump forward to Ray starts her training with because I think that's the next sort of. Oh yeah, she's st- oh, well. What changes for Luke? I think is he sees her training herself. She that's starts right. That's right. Training with her her lightsaber. Yeah, well, um, with her bow staff first, and then she switches and then to she lightsaber. Switches to the lightsaber and then slices that. Yeah, which uh, this movie's really funny. It has. It's got a lot of good jokes that aren't forced. Exactly. There are some that are forced, like the one that he tosses over his shoulder. That very forced. Um, but smashing the cart of these fish people was unforced. It was just like they were just there in this. We watched Ray have this serious moment where she slices it and she's like, Yeah, I win. And then, <laughs> No, you don't. You fucked up somebody else's yeah. life. <laughs> these poor caretakers have been here. They're like nuns, basically, for the Jedi Order. They <laughs> Wait, actually literally are nuns. They are if nuns. you think about the way yeah. they're dressed, they're nuns for the Jedi Order. Yeah. You know, the Jedi don't exist anymore. Yeah. And uh, she's fucking with their shit so much. She blows up their huts. <laughs> she breaks their carts. I know. Uh, and she's supposed to be in the next Jedi, uh, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they start training and. What she gets visions? Yeah, I think that so that was good for for her was we I think in the trailer kind of gave it away a little bit was that she's gonna have this moment with the force that sort of kicks everything off. Yeah. And they did they did a good job with the trailers that they misdirected it quite well. The trailer, well. like if you watch the trailer, not at all like the movie. No. 
It's very well done. It's so fucking well done. Yeah. I was watching this and I was like, God damn, that shot was used in the trailer. People were speculating that for months. It's in the movie for two seconds. Not even. It's fucking And gone. Luke has a, he has a line of dialogue where they chop out Ben Solo. He like in the oh, yeah. in the trailer he's like I've seen this I've seen this once before. before and then they chop the part where he says with Ben Solo yeah. and then and now with you but you don't see that in the trailer it's such a clickbait and yeah. I love it and it makes people think like is he talking about Ray as a child blah 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 yeah um, yeah yeah so that was really cool and she it, it kind of teases this her being called to the darkness mm-hmm. and I was like uh, that's that's horse shit I don't think that's gonna happen they're not gonna introduce you know a positive female role model and then send her to the dark side no but you know what I think she's gonna what I speculate after seeing the entire movie the in, movie in its entirety yeah is her and Snoke actually does a good job of explaining this uh, in the scene with the three of them is what I think is gonna happen is that Ray will have the ability to tap into both sides at, at at will yeah so she'll have the ability to tap into rage and go darker in order to fight like luke does when he goes against darth vader in the return mm-hmm. of the jedi he taps into that and he goes like a little wily for a bit and that that actually helps him beat darth vader yeah uh, and i think ray will be able to do it except a lot better because i mean we learn as well luke did it to a fault as well he for a moment wants to kill Ben. Yeah, when he realizes that he is turning to the dark side and that there's no saving him. Right. His mind goes to a dark place and his instinct, he calls it his instinct, was to kill mm-hmm. Ben Solo. And then and then he said immediately, I realized that was wrong. Just like any of us have impulses for shit and we realize, oh shit, that's kind of wrong. We sh- I shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's a relatable uh, situation. Absolutely. So that's, that's what I think and that lends itself very well to what Ray experiences in that first meeting where she's guided towards by Luke to the force and she goes straight to the darkness and this hole in the Jedi Island is I think she will she will definitely go there again um, but in a sense that she'll be able to just tap into what she needs hopefully I mean again um, I think the next movie is going to be the dark movie like this mm. was a dark movie in that it was for the resistance it was dark Yeah, for Ray, it was all happy sunshine rain I don't know so much about that. I mean, she was obviously playing with this kind of idea of kind of, you know, when she has the vision of that hole, Mm -hmm. then she goes into the hole and then there's this moment where she's looking in this mirror and it's a reflection of herself. Mm. She wants to find out who her parents are and it turns out it's her own face. Yeah. But the same thing happens to Luke on in Empire Straight Back when he goes into that tree thing he, uh, he sees himself sees himself in Darth Vader's mask so I think that's just a trait of the dark side it's like a test almost it's a test and that's what I thought it was during the yeah. movie so well, not set up by Luke but maybe by the force no itself. by the force itself and I don't think the first one was set up by Yoda either I don't think that Yoda set up Luke seeing himself Luke just it, happens it, upon he, it well Yoda says uh, Luke says is there anything in there and Yoda says only what you take with you right so if you take darkness in there with you there will be darkness mm-hmm. um, which Luke did he brought like anger and like towards that and, and that's a super Vader. parallel exactly Darth Vader shows up a super parallel with Rey too though is that she goes in there and she sees herself and is herself dark now yeah like she doesn't know Darth Vader she doesn't know Darth Sidious like she doesn't know any of the she knows Kylo Ren, the monster, which she refers to, mm-hmm. but she doesn't see him there, right? She sees only herself. Only herself. So, 
Uh, again, yeah. that kind of like lends to her needing a teacher, needing Luke Skywalker to kind of explain these things, to show her these things. Yeah. And, um, Which I like that he was reluctant pretty much for the entire 75, 80% of it. He's very reluctant to yeah. tell her stuff. And, and it's not, this is again with the, I mentioned this in the non-spoiler thing. I said every character in the movie learns something. Yes. About either themselves or about um, how to handle situations. And Luke Skywalker is no exception. He's this almighty Jedi master, but he still learns something in the movie. He still learns that, you know, it's okay to fail and to learn from that failure. Um, even though, you know, he's this wise Jedi master, he yeah. has to learn this shit. Admiral Haldo, this woman who is an a- almost an antagonist for the resistance, even though she's a part of it yeah, uh, for the whole movie. Hold her she even learns a little bit of brashness from Poe. In that fucking awesome move that she does. Yeah. So let's just, um, let's just talk about that. Let's just that, fucking jump right to it. That, like I was saying in the non-spoiler part, is the moment. That is the climax of this movie. Yeah. There are three different plot lines coming together. You have um, Ray's plot line, um, the Resistance's plot line, and Finn and Rose's plot line yeah. are all... Building to this huge climax. This moment where you're just like... Again, this impending doom. Yeah, you're thinking like Rose and Finn are going to die. Yeah. The resistance is going to be shot out of the sky. And you think Ray is trapped. She might have a chance. Like, she's the only one with like a spark of hope because she's like, fucking Jedi's can do some shit. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Admiral Holden, Vice Admiral, she becomes Admiral Holdo. She's Haldo. Vice Admiral Holdo. Holdo. Um, yeah, exactly. Takes a, takes a page out of Poe Dameron's book. Instead of playing it safe and just doing what she thinks is the best, what she, in her opinion was the best course of action and um, trying to divert the shots to her, mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? Just fucking ram those bitches. Can I take my X-Wing and go blow something up? That's what Poe says. Yeah. She she doesn't take an X-Wing. She turns a frigate around and then... Not even a frigate. It's a cruiser. Sorry, it's, it's a, a cruiser. It's a big ship. fucking ship. Yeah. In the in the scale of Star Destroyers and Snoke's kind of small. command ship, it's yeah. small, but... In terms of what the resistance has and what the republic has had, sorry, the republic, uh, the rebellion has had in the past, yeah, um, not not a big ship, but what she does with so little, the dynamite yeah. and the small packages analogy comes out. Well, then she uh, she takes the ship, ship turns it around, and you think like, oh, she's gonna ram it in the enemy ship. This is like, I could have called this. Yeah, no, she fucking sets it into hyperdrive and drives right through the flagship. And another fucking Star Destroyer behind it. A few it. Star Destroyers. Well, the energy from that yeah. tears them all into pieces. Yeah. Um, and it fucking splits the ship. The movie is silent during that moment, which I thought was a great as fucking choice. As soon as she choice. engages, she engages the hyperdrive. There's no music. There's yeah, no like sound Yeah, like the vacuum effects. of space takes over. Exactly. Uh, and it cuts through the ship, cuts through these shit. And the best mode moment of our viewing experience is this this random dude, like three or four rows down to the right of us, just goes, holy shit. Yeah, but he doesn't say it right away. It's like, there's everything's silent. There's things blown through. There's, there's this, it's very well lit. The move, the, it's the uh, effects. Where that beautiful image, yeah. Beautiful image. I'm going to make that my desktop screensaver. It's so amazing. And there's a, still the silence. You're like watching this happen. It feels like an eternity has passed. Yeah. And well, the whole then, audience is sitting there just taking it in. Yeah, and the whole, the and we it feels like we've been sitting there for twenty minutes with this silence. Well, not twenty minutes, like a, at least a minute. It, maybe it a minute. feels it feels a long ass time. I'm exaggerating for sure. But then the next guy goes, "Yeah, holy shit!" And we're all like, "Yep, right about yeah, right about it, nails it." it. Yeah. He says, "Holy shit!" And the whole crowd just bursts out laughing because <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, 
holy shit <laughs> which is like kind of a good way to respond to this movie because so much shit happens that you don't expect you're yeah. just going the whole movie you're going holy shit holy shit and um that is definitely a good thing. that's a way to that is the way to i would review Fuck. this movie if i was to give two to three words to review this movie holy <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah like we should maybe start a wonder boys rebu- review thing where it's like less than 10 words and for the, the last jedi will be our first one yeah holy shit holy sh- no let's do less than five words let's do let's do a five to ten word sentence yeah, yeah we'll say that for reviews but yeah. this one is definitely holy, holy shit. shit in the best sense of the word absolutely um, it's ah oh, that moment is just so yeah it's good y- you know what if the rest of the movie sucked and that movie, that part, if that ten-minute segment where they build up all the yeah. tension between Finn, Ray, um, the entire Resistance uh, fleet, uh, and then her blasting a hole, yeah, I'd still give it a yeah. nine out of ten. Well, there was, <laughs> yeah, there was like I, I talked to you guys as we were coming out. I said there was a like for a while in the first like hour of the movie, I was on the fence. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this isn't. Uh, this isn't blowing my mind or anything. If this goes the same way as it's going now, I'm like, it, the movie started strong and then got really weak, but it picks itself up at this point. I don't know. It had these moments that were picking me up, but I was like falling back down again. Mm-hmm. But then I was risen to this level by at this point where a force ghost of fucking Yoda shows yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda's in the movie. Yoda's in it, yeah. And, uh, and it's not, it's the puppet version. It is. You notice that? Yeah, and it like, is the puppet version. It's the puppet version. It's the same Just as animated. the one from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they got Frank Oz to do it. Who knows? Perhaps, And they just yeah. added the blue kind of force ghost they thing. They may have, yeah. Um, he shows up, and it's so fucking good. This moment between Master and Apprentice, Master being Yoda and Apprentice being Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. And I like that because we know Luke hasn't tapped into the force, but he has re-tapped in. He's already made connections with Leia, and he's like, he's tapped in. He's like, shit. Shit's mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. And... Now Yoda comes back, and it's so well done. Yeah, I solely agree with you. I uh, they matched his character in Return of the Jedi so well, so well. Um, it was written so well, and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, if Luke's on his way to burn down this this tree, which was used to safeguard all the Jedi text, the original Jedi text. He's on his way to burn it down, and Yoda's like, "What? Like, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna burn all these texts." And he was like, "Whatever." Uses his Force power to lightning that tree and <laughs> set it on fire. <laughs> Starts laughing his ass off. I'm like, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, I love this movie. I'm fucking yeah. so in. Yeah. He, they nailed you with his character. I'm so on board. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and, he, and he gives us this lesson to Luke about failure. failure. He's like, yes, success is important. Blah, blah, blah is important. But failure is important too. Yeah. And, he, and he's laughing at Luke like, why is this not obvious to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so oh, great. I know. Uh, and he's not just talking about Luke's failure. He's talking about the Jedi's failure. The entire failure. Jedi's That's failure. why he helped them burn the tree down. He's like, yeah, yeah the Jedi failed, but we can learn from it. You know, yeah. we can be better for it. He's like, you can never stop learning. And I was like, oh my God, kids are going to watch this movie and they're going to learn this shit way earlier than all of us adults did. I know. Because it did take um, me a while to learn that failure teaches you something. Um, I still haven't learned it because failing is for, for fucking nerds. I don't fail. I don't fail. I only <laughs> succeed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's, is that your favorite? Would you consider that your favorite part of the movie? I, I can't pick a favorite part of the movie. There's okay. so many good parts of this movie. Yeah. It, honestly, um, I expected a lot from it and it, it met my expectations, if not exceeded them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was refreshing 
to see something. It was filled with passion, honestly. You could just tell. Yeah. The thing was overloading with passion. Yeah. From the actors, from the writer, from the director, who's the same person. Obviously. Unfortunately. The production, whole thing, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was great, great movie. Great, that moment with Yoda, the moment with Haldo, what is it? Holdo, yeah. Yeah, Holdo blasting through that silence, the the just the scope of what she'd done essentially like potentially she changed the fucking saving game. exactly potentially TSN turning point of the match. TSN t- turning point. Um unfortunately the next movie's not gonna be as good. Yeah, because <laughs> this one was fucking was dope. We we just watched The Dark Knight, and unfortunately, you gotta wrap things up. We have a Dark Knight Rises coming. You gotta put a bow on it. Um, it feels so, like we're wrapping up, but we've got so much. More no, to we've talk got about. more to second. No, I'm just saying that it, because of that, we got to that moment. We we've had our climax. Our, this is the climax of our podcast. Yeah. Um, um, I am I am excited for what they do next because we talked about that. Yeah, now okay, so we talked about the end the end of it. The last, I guess, what do you call it? After because there's the rising action, the climax, Haldo, the falling. It's action. the falling action, but. I mean, but it, it kind of the climax rides on this line for a while. It does because Haldo cuts that thing in half, mm-hmm. and then they escape to the surface of this planet called Crate, where there's an old rebellion base. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh fuck yeah! Yeah. So they do this kind of almost an homage to Empire Strikes Back, to where Hoth. the four first orders advancing on the space. Yeah, they're fucking their shit up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's nowhere to escape. There's one big door, and that's the only way out apparently mm-hmm. um, and you're like this is like Helm's Deep in the two fucking towers this shit's intense yeah um, where's Legolas with a shield yeah where's Legolas with a fucking shield <laughs> and bow and arrow yeah uh, and it's going so cool and then those, you got those ski speeders yeah which are pretty fucking dope they are dope in that they're old and shitty but they still work they still work yeah, like they... Poe puts his foot through the floor he's like what the fuck <laughs> he's like oh whatever okay keep going guys yeah um, and then and then Ray turns up saving the speeders in the Millennium Falcon with mm-hmm, Chewie and with the Chewy. fucking Porgs. The I don't porgs. care if they're a marketing tool to sell toys. I'm going to buy a million of them because they're so goddamn <laughs> cute. Um, Chewie <laughs> eating the Porgs was so fucking Chewie funny. Chewie eating the where he knocks it off because he needs access yeah, he to needs control. Yeah, he needs to use the controls because <laughs> it's squealing and it's yeah. like he roars. The Porg roars with him. Yeah. It's like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, oh. It's just such a fun movie. Uh, yeah, fun. Ray shows up. She blasts some stuff out of the st- sky. And there's takes, that music homage to the original movie. Oh, where was that? Oh, with the where the Millennium Falcons fighting off a bunch of Tie Fighters, <laughs> and it's the same music they used in the original movie when they're escaping the Death Star. Right, and they're din 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 din. It's the same fucking music. You're like, this is so fucking. I, I, this woman who was sitting next to me, I was like, I sat up in my seat. She looked at me. I was like. I was like bouncing in my seat because I was like this is like the original fucking movie um, that's a callback done like really like really well yes um, like obviously there's the obvious callbacks in Force and, Awakens well, and they also make one. that note um, that there's the dialogue note where it's like I think Finn says it he's like they really hate that shit they really hate that, that is, shit that is the, the dialogue callback because yeah. you think about all the movies with the Marilyn Falcons in it they're shooting at the Millennium yeah. Falcon, and then they can never take well, this the thing first, down. Yeah, the first movie, Han like knocks Darth Vader off course. First Death Star blows up. Right. Um, second movie, they're going through an asteroid field. They can't find it. Can't find it. Third thing. movie, um, Lando uses it to blow up the second Death Star. <laughs> Episode seven, it transports the saboteurs onto a Starkiller base <laughs> to blow that shit up. Yeah. I was like, and the fact that he says they really hate that ship, I was like, 
Yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah. do. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> The bad do. guys just can't. It loses its dish again. Yeah. We noticed that. That's really funny. Chewie's uh, a fucking good pilot. Amazing pilot. I love Chewie. Um, him and Ray are going to be a good combo in the in the Millennium Falcon, I think, in the next one. Yeah. Uh, because they're both, I mean, they're amazing pilots. Yeah. Chewie. Um, well, we skipped one like major plot point. Oh. Um, the throne room scene. Oh yeah, we did skip. That was that, that that's was actually like, fucking dope. It was so well, and that's homages left, right, and center. That's yeah. that's um, oh, that's Anakin coming to Palpatine in his room where he's sitting and he finds out he's a Sith. That's the homage to the Empire, um, not the Empire Strikes Back, the, the Return, of the Emperor, and the uh, the Return of the Jedi, where yeah. Luke shows up in handcuffs. Yeah. Um, and it's this room with the red guards, those fucking red guards again. Yeah. Um, except these guys are force They're called sensitive. Praetorian guards. These time, yeah. They're not the um, same as the old ones, right? These guys are different. a bit more force sensitive. They're a little more intense by the sounds of it. And by the looks of it, they fought they very kicked, well. They almost killed Ray. They did. And, um, and Kylo at one point. Kylo yeah. also gets pretty He almost fucked. got his ass kicked. What I like, though, is that Snoke doesn't even like... Kylo's like, I'll try and turn you to... You're the one who will turn. But Snoke's like, nah, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't yeah. even care. He's like... I'm gonna kill you, yeah. okay? Um, he yeah. thinks you think you're gonna turn my boy? No, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Um, Snoke's over this whole um, two arrogance Sith. thing. Yeah, no, sorry, the two Sith rule. From oh, right, right, I think he's over. He's just he's like he's like I'm gonna kill everybody no, who's against me. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need enemies. Yeah. I am the strongest. Uh, yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, his force power was still like undeterminedly powerful. I'm just gonna powerful. say it right now. He dies. Yes. in the movie yeah. and it's pretty obvious he's not coming back yeah but there that's kind of a bummer because you're like where'd he come from like who is he like where'd he get his power how do he yeah um but honestly i i don't really care anymore because kylo ren's the big bad now yeah and i'm fucking so on board i'm very on i was gonna say i said that uh we we all kind of agreed in that after the movie was um we liked that kylo ren Kylo Ren kills Snoke. <laughs> yeah, he kills him. Like, without even... Uh, and then they have no this doubt. nice, like, uh, Ray and Kylo moment where they fight each other. Fight with each other. Yes. Against the guards. And be, defeat them because the guards are like, well, you fucking killed Snoke, so we gotta kill you yeah, guys. Yeah, we gotta kill both of you. Um, but I liked... And Ben said this the best. He's like, I like that they did that, but I like that he's a... He wants to be bad still. Yeah. <laughs> he's still gonna be bad. Yeah. There's no saving him. He, he kills Snoke and he's like, well seats free might as well take it exactly and, and i was it, like that's it, fucking that's so evil and i love it and it comes up again when hot hot comes in husk comes in and he's like our supreme leader's dead and he's like fucking force chokes him he's like he says long live the long, supreme leader exactly and he's like okay i was uh, like that's so good like the king is dead long live the king yeah. that's like a thing that people used to say when the king would die exactly um or long live the queen or whatever uh yeah that whole scene that was really good the skywalker lightsaber being split in two by the force when Rey and Kylo were fighting over it. I didn't know that was possible. That was, well, obviously when two force users are. Yeah, I know. It's I, just metal. The I only know thing it is. I know, but. You can't split the crystal is the only thing. But did you see there was a, that was at the very start when you enter. So it was a red crisp crystal around um, Luke's neck. So Luke, when he's, he's in the, uh, he takes it off and he hangs it up. It's a red crystal. Oh, when he undresses, yeah. Yeah, there's a red crystal and the theory was that... It's Darth Vader's lightsaber crystal? Yeah, and that Kylo has the other half of it and uh, that's why his... Lightsaber's all fucked up. Chris, yeah, exactly, crackles and is mm -hmm. fucking... That actually makes a lot... Board. That's a pretty dope 
Yeah. I like so the I fact that he's still a, like a Darth Vader fanboy. Yeah. I love that shit. So that was conf- there was a lot of theories. I saw that before. It was like, why does Kylo Ren's lightsaber crackle? Mm-hmm. People had said like, the well, crystal's it's, damaged. the crystal's very damaged. And then somebody had said, well, I think the crystal is Darth Vader's crystal. Um, and Luke has, and you see the trailer, he has something around his neck. You don't know for sure he has something in the trailers. Yeah. But he, this, there's, it's like half a second and I saw it and I was like, I know wow. what that is. I know what that is. Uh, it's no, like I saw would, him hanging up, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then yeah. it cuts away, and I was like, "Oh, it was." You'll see it. You're gonna go watch it again. Oh yeah, I've already got my tickets. Watch it. Um, yeah, because I saw that. I'm like, "Oh, oh, I don't believe it." Wow, that theory <laughs> was very good. Well done, <laughs> whoever came up with that theory. Um, so I thought, yeah. So I didn't realize lightsabers could be forced torn apart. I knew you could. That's how they're built. Is you have to force them together. Yeah. Uh, as per the Jedi ritual. Yeah. You, while you watch the TV show, it, there's a whole episode about it. Exactly. Where they go and find their own kyber crystal and such a good fucking show. Uh, so I'm going to plug the Star Wars The Clone Wars again. It's on Netflix. Canadian Netflix. Go watch it. It's, watch if, it. You, if you've seen the Star Wars movie and you're like, I enjoyed this. Watch the TV show. It's so fucking it's so good. so good. And it's a kind of a mature too. Yeah. The content's pretty mature. Um, even if you're go not find a Star out Wars about fan. Ahsoka. It's just I'm, a good TV show. I want Ahsoka to come back. Oh, yeah. so bad have you watched Rebels no but I've seen I mean, your scenes on YouTube on it I'm like it's pretty bad um, yeah. uh, this Rebels is pretty bad although it has its moments right like there's this moment where Darth Maul finds Obi-Wan again on Tatooine oh, oh so good okay the whole build up to it is amazing but yes uh, back to The Last Jedi yes um, back to The Last Jedi Kylo Ren fucking takes over the mantle goes down to crate, attacks the resistance and then who fucking shows up? The big, big dick Skywalker big shows dick. up. We had big dick Dameron. Now we got big dick Skywalker. Like there was this moment where Leia looks over and I just wanted to scream out, big dick Skywalker. <laughs> just walking in the building. Because Luke Skywalker fucking you shows up. You needed a hype man there. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, goes to a uh, space barber, gets his hair dyed and cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was for me. It was off-putting. I'm like, that was wow, strange. That... I thought it was cool. but And then it's strange. And then it kind of explains itself it later. Does, yeah. So he goes out and he's fucking like, whatever like whatever. I, i'm cool goes to stall the first order and he's like fire all the guns and you're like this is a bad guy who gets it he's not gonna toy with him he's gonna blast the shit out of yeah. this dude bad guy who gets it uh blast the shit out of him comes out of the cloud of smoke he's fine brush that dirt off your shoulder. yeah that was- <laughs> you gotta get that dirt off your shoulder so, again I, I you can kind of forgive luke's throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder earlier for the joke he makes where he brushes, he just brushes the dirt off. dirt off his shoulder later. That, I mean, that wasn't established in the original trilogy that Luke was a... A fucking badass. Fucking badass. And that he doesn't like lightsabers and throws them over his shoulder. What Fuck, I find, like, so sick. with the twist at later, right. it's even better because it shows he's even more powerful than you thought. Yeah. Because he does this whole little duel with Kylo Ren. Doesn't duel him, though. He avoids yeah. getting hit, yeah. which I was like... Oh, that's fucking cool. I thought it was, yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Like, why doesn't he fight him? And then uh, he, I thought he was going to do an Obi-Wan type sacrifice. He slices him in half. And mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, Luke's cloak's going to fall to the ground. Yeah. No, he's just standing there. I'm like. Again, another homage to the original. Yeah. Theory. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's just standing there. I was like, has he learned how to fucking teleport through lightsabers? <laughs> and then it cuts to him meditating on his island. And he's projecting himself across the fucking galaxy. Yeah. Um, in a like a well semi physical form. He's a force ghost. He's a force, a force ghost. ghost. He's projecting himself across the galaxy, which is another new thing that was introduced in this movie. Which I was like, that's such a fucking good idea. Because <laughs> um, we had we had Snoke use lightning again. I was hoping Snoke had an 
original like a yeah force exact, power force power yeah so we had his lightning we're like ah oh, okay Wait, fine. it wasn't he the same it was like the lightning came out of the ground though yeah he was like a, he called upon it yeah. he didn't come out of his finger. it came out of the ground yeah um yeah luke projects himself and he's just a fucking force ghost and kylo was like what the fuck that's how he survived the explosion that's how yeah. he survived the slice um uh, luke like passes out and then it's given the resistance time to escape and it's even luke while he's talking to kylo shows ray lifting the rocks yeah and like i'm i won't be the last jedi which usually when the title of the movie is said in the movie it's like Ugh. but this was like oh yeah but it, it had been said once before already it was like somebody had said like oh luke is you oh ray had said like you are the last jedi though She'd said yeah. something like that. I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. That was a quick, yeah, yeah. that was a last drop." Even in the Force Awakens, a couple of times, because I noticed like they they dropped the last Jedi. Even in the mm-hmm. opening crawl, I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." Yeah. But like usually when it's like, "I am the I won't be the last Jedi." Look at the camera, yeah. wink. <laughs> oh, yeah. that wink he gave C three PO. Brilliant. Fucking hilarious. Mark Hamill, be in more things. <laughs> be in more things, and, Mark Hamill. And you know what I thought too was very cool was he had Lukeisms. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but. Very um, Luke Skywalker type. He played his. He jumped right back into his old character. Like it was. Yeah. Even the way he stood uh, when he was dueling Kylo Ren was yeah. the same as Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Or Empire Strikes Back. I was like, he's got the same stance. Like I that's know. fucking cool. But it was like his dialogue with Ray as well. There were some ways that he said stuff. I was like, yeah. Because I mean, we've seen him. We've heard him as the Joker in yeah. cartoons and stuff. And even at one point, he sounds like because he gets really gnarly. Yeah. At one point, his line of dialogue. I can't remember what it was, but he sounds. like I know the what the joke. part you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. He sounds like the Joker. I yeah. was like, whoa. Well, that's just like cool. his old old age. I think is coming coming yeah. through a little bit. But yeah, he does this thing, and he just Ray is lifting the rock, saves the resistance, and Luke just fades away. Luke Luke senses that they're okay. Yeah. He essentially, yeah. He's just like, I think the Force ghosting thing, although very powerful, drained him. Because yeah. It, when it first cuts to him sitting there and like being. You can see him shaking, and he's got sweat all over his head. Like it like is he just taking, almost fell down. Basically, it is taking everything he has to be a, a billion miles yeah. away, um, and just literally is like, "I did it." Yeah. Ugh. What was weird is like he was also using Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, which I was like, "Did he somehow get to yeah. Ray repair it and then come back down?" I was like, "That's weird." Yeah. I was like, "Another fucking plot hole," or he just rebuilt a new lightsaber. But then he t- like the writer is fucking clever. Yeah. ties it all up uh, with being the force ghost thing it's just a projection yeah um, obviously okay. seeing that lightsaber probably angers Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker knew that he's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna project this lightsaber because it'll piss him off well I, oh I was gonna say it was probably the last thing he said he saw but no he had his green lightsaber which he built the new one yeah um, yeah well just, also because yeah Kylo's been after that lightsaber for so long for he because it's because it's, it's Darth Vader's yeah, lightsaber Vader's lightsaber it was constructed by Vader yeah. so um. Yeah. So he kind of he Luke Skywalker. He doesn't die. He just kind of becomes one with the Force, which I was like, this is nice. Yeah. This is a really cool send off. And it it um, it's sort of um it's like you said before. It's making with Admiral Ackbar being removed. It makes way for new characters. Mm-hmm. In that okay, now the Luke Skywalker trilogy story is sort of on its way out. Yeah. We have Ben Solo Skywalker story. That's like the last tinge of Skywalker left because we yeah. learned that Ray's parents as well are fucking no nobody's. One. That I love that yeah. because when the Force Awakens came out, everyone's like, "Oh, they could be this. They, she could be a Kenobi. She could be this." I was like, "I fucking hope her parents are literally no one." Yeah, I hope they are just randoms, and she was born just strong in the Force, uh, and the Force kind of 
almost pushed her destiny to meet Luke Skywalker's. Yeah, I th- um, the, there's um, a good theory I heard as well is why she's so strong in the Force is because she's lived on Jakku and Jakku apparently is a very light side of the Force strong right. place. Um, well, I, 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 I like to, to think, read more about this that. This is but. like my personal fan theory is mm-hmm. that your personal kind of almost your personality and your your views kind of maybe influence that thing in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So she's a very positive person. She's very out. Yeah, she's exactly. very um, hopeful, optimistic, and I feel like that maybe that almost bolsters her power in, in in the light side on the light side of the Force because because someone's so positive, they're so uh, believing it can just like it can lift them up to another. Uh, that's my fan theory. I can dig it. That's my fan. Uh, theory. For me, it's it's that she she's always searching for something to love and because because of that she's like very open to everything like she meets at first she meets Finn and she's like defensive because BB-8 had said this that he had stolen yeah but she also doesn't sell BB-8 to Ankarpla exactly. which is pretty she, cool where she could survive for a lot longer if she sold if him. she sold him she's like no you know what You're like it's not right no yeah she's had a shit life and she still won't sell yeah this BB-8 unit and then she meets Finn and finds out Finn's like just has a jacket because she helped Poe and she's like you know what? That's good. He's she a knows, resistance fighter. Yeah, yeah she's exactly. heard stories of Luke Skywalker and, and Jedi and heroes and yeah, the rebellion. She, and she is generally she is she's very hopeful. good. Yeah. But again, she has all the traits of what Luke had when he first learned about, um, I guess, being force sensitive and what have you. He's a different story, but his traits of being nineteen, twenty years old, mm-hmm. having lost love, had love this internal turmoil which the dark side thrives on yeah it's again gonna pull her every time she's gonna come she has this massive connection with kylo ren now we realize like yeah they're gonna be talking across the force for the next god only knows how long they're gonna split the next movie up like maybe they're gonna give it five years or whatever three to five years probably three years for the rebellion to most right for the uh, the rebellion to build itself a bit but there's going to be those three years of them constantly being in contact and yeah. and just being, they're just going to be well, at her odds. and Kylo. Yeah. Well, Supreme Leader Snoke in the movie says he was the one who bridged the gap. So maybe now that he's gone, that no, ga- like the gap that, will linger. Don't they have the moment? Oh, at after? the end, yeah. yeah at the end, they do. Maybe it'll linger. It'll be small things like that, though. Yeah. It won't be like let's have full fledged conversations. No, no. I think that was, um, and I honestly thought it was Luke that was enabling yeah. that. But it found out, we found out that Snoke was well, he, it, yeah. Luke had disconnected himself from the yeah, Force, yeah. which is another interesting thing that almost is from Knights of the Old Republic, too. You remember that game? Yes. The You play as the Jedi exile, mm-hmm. and that exile uh, in the story severs themselves from the Force. Right. Um, because they felt too much pain or the draw to the dark side, so they cut off their connection to the Force. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, Ryan Johnson, have you been playing some video games? You played some KOTOR? Um, um, yeah, so anyways, mm-hmm. with the movie kind of wraps up very nicely and they all get on the Millennium Falcon and this is the thing I really loved about it was like you, you got like the big players you got Nine Nub from Return of the Jedi yeah <laughs> he's on there he's Chewbacca, still there yeah, yeah. Uh, a few other resistance people but it kind of really reminded me of the end of Mass Effect 2 if you're you remember yeah, that yeah yeah where all your crews kind of gathered up and this is like Shepard's monologuing about the Reapers are coming, and but we'll be fine because we'll be fighting it together. We have each other. And I was like, and then he's walking through the the cargo hold of the uh, Normandy, mm-hmm. looking around, and everyone's like nodding, like we got this. Yeah. All right. As long as we're together, we got this. It's like this is so much like this, and I fucking love that yeah. because I love Mass Effect, I love Star Wars, um, and they kind of did this thing together. 
Um, and that's what I really liked about the ending as well was that, well, the, the entire movie as well, is it's answered all these questions for us. So there was tons of questions like, where did Ray come from? Who are her parents? Who's Snoke? Doesn't matter. He's dead. Yeah, um, doesn't matter. He's fucking dead. <laughs> um, is Kylo good or bad? Well, now he's definitely fucking bad. No. Um, General Husk and all his crew, are they going to do, like, what happens after the Starkiller base? Well, they have a bunch of other shit. They, they can still, still fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, who are the bad guys? Definitely the res- definitely the uh, First Order is the bad guys. Yeah. And this now group of resistance is no longer the resistance. They're going to have to be a rebellion because there's nobody backing them up. Yeah. Um, and so all of these things were answered and the end, The movie ends, is Ray? yeah, is Ray going to be force sensitive? She is. She just lifted a pile of rocks out of the way for everybody to walk through. Yeah. She's going to um, be a Jedi because it even cuts to her when Luke's saying... I'm not the last Jedi. Yeah, and it's like her, like, yeah, just... Yeah, it's her lifting the rocks. Exactly. Like, you know who the last Jedi uh, is, bitches. You know who the last Jedi is, and and I think it sets up very well for the third movie. Again, we talked about it earlier, is we've had the Dark Knight, we're about to get the Dark Knight Rises. I don't think they can top it. I hope they don't try to, because I think they'll fail. Yeah. So, if they can do what they did in Dark Knight Rises and make it equally as... Yeah. Good. Don't try and be better. Just end your wrap your stories up. Wrap your um, yeah. Satisfy hope. the crew, the group. Yeah. Make it a good movie. Yeah, make it an entertainment movie. Exactly. Like Return of the Jedi is not better than Empire Strikes Back. No, it it's isn't. not even better than A New Hope. No, but it kind of it's a good movie because you watch. You're like, yeah, I like this movie. This yeah. is a fun movie. Uh, yeah, um, a movie that I will watch twenty more times because I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Episode Nine is directed and written by J.J. Abrams again. Right. Um, but I think that Ryan Johnson will stay on as a consultant because he's also been approved for a new Star Wars trilogy, which is very cool. I didn't which know makes that. sense now because now that we've watched the Last Jedi, he killed it. He did. So them putting faith in him for three more movies. Yeah. Yep. I'm, yeah, the because it. The, the, it was J.J. Abrams produced as well on this one, didn't he? He produces a lot of shit, though. Yeah, he's just, anything he's that got his bad robot is he, touched. That's his company, that's so his, yeah. he's in there. Um, uh, he produces Westworld. He produces Star right. Trek. He produces everything. It's like he's fucking so busy. Yeah, um, and I like Ryan and whoever the other. There was two writers on this, though. There was there was Ryan Johnson and somebody else, Ardette or something. It sounded like a female name. No, this uh, one when it popped up, it said written and directed by Ryan Johnson. I thought it was another name there. That was for producers. That was executive producers. Um, He he wrote and directed the whole thing himself. Oh, my fucking God. Maybe they edited it a little bit, but he got the credits. I fucking hope he stays on. Yeah, that was very well done. He's pretty good. Um, To go from Looper to this. I know. Man. I know. But if you watch watch Brick, I I mentioned it earlier, it's it's a weird fucking movie. It is Um, weird, but it is it's good yeah i think you gotta watch it twice though Brick, okay. it's one of those movies where you watch it like what the fuck just happened what did I do? Um, well have you seen memento no that's a no, that's a movie not. you've got to be like what the fuck did i just watch yeah brick is like it's a it, you you know it's a good movie but you don't know okay. why and you just you're like why is this a good movie but you're like oh, i still think so okay cool stars joseph gordon levitt um yeah, he's got a hard on for Ryan Johnson and Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson's got a hard on for him. He's in all of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, really fucking good. Uh, obviously, stumbles in a few areas, but we mentioned those. Uh, the character mm. of DJ, they don't even mention his name in the DJ. movie. The guy played by Benicio del Toro. Oh, so good. Not even in. Not even mentioned. Is they never mentioned his name in the movie? No, he don't. I just know. knew because I'm a fucking fan. But um, yeah, he was Fuck pretty that good. Guy. Fuck that guy. But that guy, his little stutter. Yeah. 
so and oh he's, that was something i wanted to mention he's kind of a han solo character like whoever pays more whatever i don't care but he does he did it brings a bit of so again this movie is great in it's entertainment and stuff had a bit of characters where you're like man i love this character and i'm glad they went through this experience they learned something all the characters learned something you learn about failure kids are learning about fail to succeed all that yeah. stuff but then you also yeah, have sometimes this, it's okay to be brash other times not again you have this dark undertone in the entire world that surrounds the casino and that those scenes yeah is the these are weapons dealers these are arms dealers that war pays yeah and arms dealers don't give a fuck who's yeah. killing who. He's going through all the list of all the First Order weapons. Like, yeah, these guys supply weapons to the First Order. And then he gets the X-Wing. He's like, oh, and also the Resistance. And, and he looks at Finn and Finn's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, um, these guys are just, they don't care what side they're on. Yep. They're in in it for a buck. And exactly. It benefited Benicio DJ. It be- benefited him to go and jump into the first order and steal their shit yeah but as soon as he realized what kind of a shitstorm he was entering into he made a deal with phasma and switched sides because he's like fuck i just i'm just here for the money mm-hmm. and that's a super dark undertone they didn't show his death though which they did with phasma this time phasma's definitely definitely fucking dead definitely dead time. so benicio might not be dead um yeah benicio is not who knows? We never see, we didn't see him die because the yep. hyperspace cut through the ship and then we never see him again. Yeah. So he, I think he has probably escaped. I thought at first that he was the one in the ATST. Yeah, yeah. But it, it turned out to be BB-8 just hijacking so, the shit out of this walker. I was, I was like, when is BB-8 going to show up? And that was yeah. yeah. I thought it was like I thought it was DJ. It's like, oh, I finally picked a side. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's fucking BB-8 here to fuck your face up. No, again, it's. Um, I think he'll. I think he'll be back in the in the last one. But in a, in a role where Finn's just like, they accidentally bump into him. Finn has a fucking moral dispute with him. And then he's just like, yeah. hey, I'm giving you guys a bunch of weapons. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um, no, he was a great character. Great character. Really I loved good. him. Um, yeah. Overall, loved the movie. I would give it a 9 out of 10 because you can't give it perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give it a, a perfect score. I'm not even going to give it a score. I'm just going to be like, watch it, don't watch it. Definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. Um, don't wait for rent or a sale. No, just don't. Yeah, don't be like, oh, I'm not going to go see a Star... Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you'll love this movie. Yeah. You won't love it, but you'll have a good time. Give Disney your money. Just um, fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, everyone else is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, watch the movie. Watch it a second time. Watch it a third time. I know I will. I'm going again on Sunday. Yeah. Of Mom and Dad, and then uh, probably again after that. I don't know. It's just my style. I mean, I, I usually have volleyball on Tuesdays, but the season's over now, so on Tuesday, I'm going to go to Cheap Tuesday and watch Star Wars The Last Jedi again. Fuck. My life <laughs> is so full of Star Wars. Nah, I might but I love it. That. I love it. Thanks again for uh, talking, Lucas. And then we'll uh, catch up with you on the next episode. This isn't even an episode of The Water This the isn't Wars an podcast. episode. It's this just, is no. This is a review. This is a very special so this review. Is, um, if you don't like Star Wars, don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't. Uh, but, uh, Awkward. If you do like Star Wars, thanks for listening. <laughs> Let us know what you think on Twitter or uh, Instagram as well. So I'd love to hear what you guys thought about our comments too. If you don't think we're, if you think we're full think of shit. We're wrong or, or we missed, we missed a lot of shit. Obviously, we the movie is jam-packed with information. Jam-packerood. So we definitely, um, we definitely forgot some stuff. Yeah. But, um, but thanks for listening and, uh, may the force be with you.